Welcome to season two of Black on Shelf, a podcast championing black and brown entrepreneurs with products on the digital and physical shelves. We engage entrepreneurs and supporters through inspired storytelling, relevant resource sharing, and community engagement. Okay, Black on Shelf community, that's you. You are the mighty boss fam. You're bigger and literally stronger, and I'm definitely excited to grow together. I'm your host, Tanaj Ferguson. This is Black on Shelf. All right, let's get into it. All right, today we have Condition Her, and we are welcoming Gina and Wendy to the podcast. Super excited to hear from both of them and to have a dynamic duo, besties, corporate ladies, moms. So this is a really great time to talk to you all about Condition Her, an intimate skincare brand. So we're going to kick it off. And Wendy, how about you talk to us a little bit about yourself? You are the CEO. Gina is the chief operations officer. You're both dynamic women. Talk to us about a little bit about your background. Right. So I think it's always interesting to hear that because I really am not a title driven person. I actually loathe titles. (laughs) In my day job, titles are, are tied to compensation. So that's the reason I care. But um I consider Eugenia and I not only co-founders, but both CEOs, even though, you know, mm-hmm. corporate America requires us to give these titles. But yeah. um, first of all, thank you for this platform and the time, Tanaz. This is wonderful, not only for us, but for other um, black and brown men and women um, that are trying to do the what, what sometimes feels like the unthinkable. But mm-hmm. um, I day, I'm an employed entrepreneur. I pretty much have been that all of my life and have been using that phrase for uh, at, uh, probably 20 years. I love the years. phrase, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it yes. very much so explains exactly what we do. Um, mm-hmm. and so I, uh, I'm a TV marketing executive uh, at a studio. I've been there 11 years and wow. this position. So um, the trajectory just kind of has made itself up and started uh, on Condition Her the idea came in 2013 and took us several years to figure it out, mostly how to find a chemist that could help us and someone we felt comfortable mm-hmm. with to formulate a product for um, uh, a woman's most prized possession and the most intimate yes. space bodies. And, you know, there, there were lots of lots of hurdles learning proper terminology for our body parts and mm-hmm. in their 20s, 30s and 40s. What we learned in, you know, first, second, third, fourth grade, but found every other way to explain them. But, and we can get into that later, but yeah, by day, as you said, so eloquently in the opening, um, I'm employed entrepreneur, mother of a 25 year old son. No. So, boy, so we're looking mom. at like, yes, it has to be 20. Yes. Something, and then you talk no, about yes. something year old. No, 25, very much so single for, <laughs> for those. That are All right. Send her them DMs. Why. By LinkedIn. Yes, yes. Send, you know. send them on through. Send them on through. But uh, and um, bestie and sister friend of Eugenia for for many many years. So I'll hand it over to her to introduce herself. Thank you. Yes, I am Eugenia Marshall, and by day I am the Chief Human Resources Officer of NKSFB, which is a large business management firm. And by night, as she stated earlier, I am a mommy, a friend, and a employed entrepreneur. I'm trying to get this brand off the ground. It has definitely been a journey uh, trying to juggle all those hats. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I have, I have a daughter graduating this month. I can't um, with you too. I can't. And, 
and a son in his sophomore year at Auburn. So it's it's definitely College? a lot to juggle. But tell um, me your daughter's graduating from because we got to give them my daughter is graduating from Tennessee State University and yes. HBCU in a house. Yes. Yes. Love yes. That. Man, you all are so impressive down to your own careers, but also what you're building with your children. That's amazing. This, this is literally why we have this type of platform. So folks know this is possible. Love the term employed entrepreneur. That's something that you can totally do as a way to enable these dreams and have that stability that many are concerned about just having more options. So while we're, while we're on this topic, talk to us about why you did it this way, why you decided to build your company this way and your careers this way. You know, I, for me, it kind of, Eugenia definitely has been more career driven. Um, you know, she has had a path from college, you know, dealing in finance and accounting and all the things that she's done. She's had big jobs since I met her, uh, in our twenties. And so myself, I've always been entrepreneurial spirited and literally have kind of found my way. I always knew I wanted to be entertainment adjacent or somehow in entertainment. Really, I wanted to work in music. Shout out mm-hmm. to working in the music biz and our thing, but I wanted to be an A&R or, and I managed an artist for a while. And, but, you know, at that time when I was coming out of college and being a young mom, I had my son when I was 19, the path into an industry like that was very much so internship. And, yeah. that, and I know some of the, the, the young folks at home are like, well, what's wrong with that? Well, the problem was back then these internships were unpaid. unpaid. So, mm-hmm. so there was a lot of working and traveling and I mean, every day, like full time, if you were an intern and that was the whole beauty of having an intern for a business because they didn't have to pay them. Yeah. Um, and so I just was not afforded the, the leisure and the privilege of doing that when I, you know, I made the decision to be a mom at such a young age. So I had to have a job. So I went to school, had a job and an internship through college. And so you know, so that wasn't, I guess, and I don't, I, I work at Warner Brothers in television. Shout out to my colleagues there. It's been funny hey. to work at. We have some amazing shows that I hope you guys are all watching uh, on whatever network that uh, they're airing. The Real, right? Was one of your The Real, absolutely. Yeah. I worked on The Real for five seasons. Shout out to those ladies. Absolutely mm-hmm. adore them. The team in front of the camera, as well as the team behind the camera. Very much so a sisterhood in that space. Awesome. Um, and that's where our publicist and I actually met each other when she worked uh, at our company. And so, yeah, it's been, uh, it's kind of just a very, I came to my job through a temp agency. And so y'all don't keep on the temp agency life. If you've never gone that route and you're, or you're trying to switch up careers or you're in a space where you're trying to see what you've learned along the way, that's now transferable um, to something different. So, you know, at the time I, I went through a temp agency and landed what I thought was going to be a temp gig, something that I didn't have to take home with me because I was doing entrepreneurial endeavors in yeah. my dreams. And I wanted that time to like leave the job and leave the job at the job. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, can't do that. I go, right. packing up, you know, yeah. like, Aunt Sophia coming, like, time to go. <laughs> and so, however, being the person that I am and honestly surrounded by the women like Eugenia and our friendship circle, they are some go-getters, you know, what's, I don't know. I always get this, the, the phrase wrong, but like, what are you, the, the average of the five around you? And I have some, yeah. some tough cookies around me that constantly keep us grinding and moving. And so in my day job, you know, even though that was my, my mentality was, this was a go get, do the job and go home. My work ethic proved otherwise. I started, you know, I had an opinion. I got involved, immediately joined the business resource group. Shout out to B. Um, Black employees uh, across Warner Media and Warner Brothers uh, was mm-hmm. on the board for ten years. Became involved in mentorship programs at the studio, and just always lended my voice 
because I had something to say, but even more so because I was a Black woman that had something to say. Mm-hmm. Typically, spaces and places that were not meant for us or meant to care about our opinions. However, when the television landscape started to change, mm-hmm. uh, and spaces in front of the camera, as well as the decision makers behind the scenes, then my voice um, sounded a little bit more uh, needed, necessary, and clear to those yeah. that needed to lend on that. So especially when it affects the bottom line and oh, yeah. the inclusion and having, you know, representation in your business absolutely affects the bottom line positively. It's That's not an antidote. That's not something I'm saying that there is proof. All you data-driven people, there's plenty of research and proof to prove that. And so I've been lucky on this journey to um, have chosen a job and actually chosen a boss coming into Warner Brothers that allowed me to do me, allowed me to be authentic in who I am and have an unapologetic Black agenda uh, mm-hmm. about that in my day job and in my life. And so Eugenia's had more of, like I said, a steady path to success. And she, she's a little more successful than me. And that's great because I can borrow money. But Eugenia, <laughs> you need those friends, okay? You need those friends, that's girl. Enough, I need to borrow a dollar right now. <laughs> look, by the look of my bank account before I logged in today, I'm going to need to borrow a dollar today. <laughs> yes, friend. So you all have, you know, you all really continue to work in corporate. And I think one of the big questions in Eugenia, you might be able to address this having been in corporate for so long, why does it still benefit you to be there now that you are, even after you've built a brand that is having the traction? Let's talk about that. I think the community could really benefit from that. A lot of folks are in something that is that has enabled them to build a business. Then that decision on do you, how do you keep moving it forward or will you have to stop, you know, and with the whole family situation going on, Talk to us about how you've thought about that decision-making process for yourself and what advice you might give to help others navigate that for themselves. Well, I know, I know with me personally, um, I actually enjoy what I do, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that that has a lot to do with it when you actually enjoy what you do. And I, I, I've been told on countless occasions because of the numbers and everything, I'm considered a master builder. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that that is very much a part of who I am which is the irony of it, is that um, I enjoy building things. And I actually enjoy, even more than I enjoy building things, I enjoy building people. Yeah, um, it's, it's something that I'm passionate about. It's something that makes me excited. It's something that, that when I look at someone that I actually helped them give, I helped them get the courage to be who they were. You know, It's not like I can make you something that you're not. I can't do that. But yeah. I definitely can be the person to help guide you into your greatness. And um, I enjoy that. So um, that's what I do by day. That's actually what I do for a living is yeah. I help people build companies. I help, you know, I help people manage companies. And then I help the people who manage the companies manage themselves. Yeah. So um, um, like I said, it's, 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 it's part of what I love. And it's, I learned so much in my day job that I'm actually able to incorporate it into my entrepreneurial desires. So that's what I love about it. Um, so to that point, you know, I think what you really mentioned is a big point for others. Reason you stay in, one, you love it. And two, you feel like there are things you're getting gaining on your on, in your role, on your job that you could apply to the business. I think that and is also money, you know, and money. Let's be real. As we need the money women, to, to you know? build a business. It doesn't make money from day one, sometimes not day two. How do you actually build it to the to the level it needs to be? So that maybe one day you have that option to do it full time if that is the nature of the business. Right. Even yeah. things as simple as your schedule, managing your time. You know, on my day job, mm-hmm. if it's not calendar, if not it's happening. not 
picked up as a reminder in my phone. And so, you know, practice makes perfect and you, you practice in the way that you actually want to run. So like Eugenia says, we are able to run our business almost in, with the same amount of structure as, as we do our day job, you know, and yeah. it's, it gets tiring. It's, 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 it gets tiring to work, you know, from anywhere from 8am to six or seven on your day job and then take a quick break. And then, you know, Eugenia and I on her drive home from work, or she's just like, I'm just going to stay at the office until 10 o'clock. She's also considered an essential worker being in the finance business. So she's been in her office every day of the pandemic. Mm. I've had the pleasure of um, working from home. Uh, if that is a pleasure to some, it, it has been to me, I've been quite productive um, in this way, but <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's really allowed us to be very mindful of you know, every time, every hour, you know, so we have to schedule meetings for our business between 7am and 9am. Then again, that lunch hour window, either a 12 to one or a one to two, so it's our lunch, or we're waiting until after that six o'clock hour, uh, we're revamping our website right now. So last night we spent with our, our, our web designer and us until, you know, almost midnight. And mm-hmm. so that's just, that's the price you pay. But again, Things like having, uh, knowing where your money's coming from every two weeks and being able to put that, I, I feel like my my day job actually, it really has been funding our business. Absolutely, yeah. Our day yeah. jobs fund our business uh, mm-hmm. and have access to, you know, certain things that that we wouldn't if we were just out, took the plunge. And I think, you know. Insurance, you know, just a lot of benefits. Insurance, <laughs> the things, but there mm-hmm. does come a time when I think that you begin to know as a business owner that, um, you're in your own way and, you know, how can you adjust? Does that, does that mean you step out and take over? Or does that mean that you then really look to find a person who can mm-hmm. be passionate about either your business or the ability to grow businesses like you and yeah. put them in position to kind of run the business for the day job while you're doing your job. So we haven't yeah. quite there yet, but, um, I don't see, I, I, in the future, I do see that for us, you know, and it's a very slippery slope when you're still employed. Hi, I still like my job, guys. <laughs> of oh, course. I think, I think that, I think that mm-hmm. one of the big things that, that, that um, I think employers should understand when they have employees that are like us is that many of the things that we learn, you know, that we're learning along the way with our own business actually impact our performance in our day jobs. Yeah. Because, you know, like when we're looking at, you know, when I'm looking at social from the the perspective of my firm, I understand intimately how social works because I'm looking at, you know, we're looking at the data and the back end. We're, we're figuring out new ways that we can approach it. We're aware of, you know, updates and, you know, things that are going to impact our business and our digital marketing strategies. Yeah. All of that is stuff that I've learned running this business that have, that are now, that I'm now able to package up and then also bring with me back to work. You know, that entrepreneurial education is, is real. Yeah. And that actually happened. Yeah. I was going to say that actually happened. We were out um, at an event in the last couple months and um, some of the marketing executives from that particular company were there. And, you know, we got to talking on the side and I was like, you know, let me take off my entrepreneur hat and put on my work hat because I actually think in my day job, there's some things, some connectivity and and synergy, if we're still using that word, that we might want to explore beyond me being here as Wendy, co-founder, CEO. And we actually did that. So I actually am having conversations with them that have nothing to do with Condition Heart or our bit or, or that wasn't necessarily the route uh, for us to take right now, but absolutely perfect timing 
to be speaking with uh, regarding some things from my day job. And so, yeah, it has yeah, been interesting good. for us to learn. And I think one of the, the, the biggest things for us is the community that we've become a part of as not just founders, but women founders and Black women founders. Mm-hmm. Communities like Eureka, I fund women, yes. so many opportunities um, and just companies that have also, you know, stepped up mm-hmm. uh, post in the midst of the uprising uh, after the, the senseless murder of George Floyd and the uprising yeah. companies kind of came in and said, okay, what can we do? How can we give back? And we have been the recipient of a lot of those opportunities from Facebook ad budgets to, you know, currently being in a, in a six month mentorship incubator with a digital and amazing uh, shout out to Power Digital um, and that team that has us basically in college on uh, every other <laughs> Friday at lunch hour learning. And it's just been magnificent. We wouldn't necessarily have access mm-hmm. to the if we hadn't sought out community. We, there's a lot of brands that we consider our business besties. Yeah. All men of different backgrounds that have very similar stories as us. We're not doctors or chemists or you know, Shantae Lundy, who, who owns Black Rose Sons. Love her. She was on the podcast. Shout out well. to Shantae. What's up, Yes, girl? we love um, you. Another biz bestie. You know, that wasn't her background, but mm-hmm. it's she identified an issue that wasn't just an issue she had, but affected other men and women and came up. And, you know, for us, we're not scientists. We're not gynecologists. We're women with vulvas and vaginas and, you know, found a, a need that women were actually speaking amongst themselves about in various ways, whether you dealt with ingrown hair, uh, a lot of European women just on basic level just didn't like the, you know, couldn't deal with the coarseness of their pubic hair. So vastly different from the hair on their head. So they were looking for ways to soften pubic hair. And then there were those that were just looking, you know, to be health, have a health and wellness focus and their pH balance was very important to them and they wanted to maintain. So we created a product, you know, that um, served a need that, that many didn't know that there would be something for. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm, if I'm saying that right, we're all, we're, how do people say, Gina, that we're the product people didn't know they needed? And so they, they didn't know they, they needed. Mm-hmm. So, so right. talk, so so talk to me about those origins, because I think this is a good point. When you discover something that people don't fully know yet that they need because it doesn't exist, but they have the problem and you find right. you create something that meets that product market fit and you are that nexus. Talk to us about how you approached creating the product affirming that this is the right thing for you to do. And also what, what incited you to build this? Like you could have done a hair product. There's a lot of that out there. You could have done so many, a makeup, so many other products <laughs> that are also doing well, but you landed on condition her for right. care. So talk to us more so about this, how this started for you too. This is interesting. I'll start <laughs> where it started and you, Eugenia can go into how we got here with it. Okay. Um, you know, Listen, there's nothing like mixing a man that you're dating long distance with your set tight click of girlfriends and drinks over happy hour. So really honestly was sparked from uh, a long distance relationship I was in. Um, And this, I know this particular gentleman, I don't know if he smiles and is like, yeah, that's me. (laughs) Or when he hears this story or if he's just like, here's my cut of this this (laughs) Money. As long as you don't uh, come ask for it, you right, can all you want. Right, right. Thanks for the inspiration, boo. But um, this particular brother um preferred was very communicative and preferred. Let's just say he preferred more than the two finger landing strip that I was keeping. Uh-huh. So I wasn't bare, but it was just enough for me and my little coverage. And um, but he preferred 
care, to be honest, mm-hmm. and was very communicative in letting me know that, you know, if I wouldn't mind not waxing. <laughs> and also very clear about he just didn't want a bush, but he wanted the presents. Okay, got so you. Said, you know, so that led to, this was 2013, and mm-hmm. girlfriends in Chicago, and I'm telling the I business. To, I used to live there, so I'm like, you, imagine yes, you girl. now. Imagine, so it's me and the girls, and we we had drinks, right? There's drinks. We, we yeah. Number one, a rosé, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm telling the business. I was like, girl, guess what this man told me? Yeah. What? Girl, he wants me to keep more hair. So I was like, what? For why? Right. Say this. And I was like, girl, he told me that the presence of pubic hair for him was a sign of maturity and like a grown woman. And he had always oh. felt like that from an adolescent. And okay. then I can see that. Became a grown man. And, you know, I'm sure porn, men watch porn and, and women do too, um, that have a, an image of, you know, so for whatever it was, the sight of bare vulva was right. Okay. And he was mm-hmm. able to express that. And so, you know, but at the table was like, I was like, my problem issue now is like, okay, so this new bush, how I'm going to soften it? You know, sisters always want to know how are we moisturizing and softening something? How are we doing something? How are we maintaining Lotion. It? Is this getting pink hair oil lotion? Are we doing... What are we doing here? What are we doing? Brown gel. What's going so on? Are you you're not able to wax at all, or are you just not like you? So used he, to? he he just. Oh, now girl, I laser. I, at, when the relationship was done, my my esthetician, I was on Connie's table. Like, get it all, Connie. Get it, girl. Down in the get it, girl. Oh, but man. no, that's laser, literally yes. Right. Shout out to laser. I love laser, but um, and black women, you can get laser. Go talk yes. to center. Make sure make sure they've had black clients and and because sometimes they don't op- show us but you can get laser so anyway back to the point was at the table I was like how am I going to soften this so it's soften this hair that I'm going to be keeping and we were just joking and by bottle number two or three and a couple of gin and tonics it was just the laugh of the night yeah and to create this product called shampoo basically is what we were going to make stop <laughs> it was not it was not the name yeah we decided that we should make shampoo even though that sounded like a shampoo, it was just so funny for the it night. It was hilarious. The joke of the night. Yeah. And uh, the next morning as a marketer, I woke up and I was like chuckling and I picked up my phone like you do in bed and I start Googling pubic hair conditioner, pubic hair softener, pubic hair shampoo, and, and nothing was there. However, mm-hmm. I did stumble across all of these groups at the time. There were forums. We weren't discussing things on Instagram or in, you know, people, women were in forums. And ironically, it was mostly European women asking for ways to soften their pubic hair. So this started on a quest to soften and maintain pubic hair. And so, yeah, it started started as as that. Uh, And when we met our chemist several years later, it shifted into more of a health and wellness. And it became less about softening the hair and more about... um, Less about softening the hair and more about the health and wellness journey and women's pH balance. Yeah. So I have some questions for you based off of that. So right ahead. You have the situation, you have your life experience that makes you think about, oh, addressing your pubic hair and getting it softer, right? You have the laugh with the girls, but it leads down the research, right? You're like, let me actually think about this. What, What happens in between there and there that you end up getting oh well uh, I mean it was chemist right oh how did you know that was even your next step I think that's great and then where were you looking at the time to create that you know to close that gap and say I don't know anything about making anything I could put shea butter on there but I don't know 
A great question. And ladies, don't put shea butter on there. It's not right. It clogs your pores. So if you're like, oh, I'm natural. I use this. I'm using this raw. You got the raw shea butter in the jar. Ma'am, you're clogging your pores. It's not good. It's not perfect for there. There is shea butter in our product, but it's been formulated by a chemist, a female biochemist. Shout out to Julia. But um, so that's a great question because again, we weren't chemists. We weren't, I have a background in retail, worked for, you know, around a lot of prestige beauty brands. That's what's considered high-end beauty for yes. those weren't familiar with the term. And so um, in my time, I was very familiar with the fact that uh, they used a lot of them private labels, meaning your, you know, if you're looking at makeup, your wet and wild lipstick might be made at the same place. You know, I don't know, probably not, but I'm just, for this conversation, might yeah. be made at the same lab that makes Chanel, you know, mm-hmm. there might be elements of that that are similar, that they're able to make, you know, similar products. So that's an example. So I knew that private label existed. So We, from 2013 to 2016, we just tried different things. I think that first year we really went hard, tried to find labs. I was Googling private label, private label hair and shampoo conditioners because we didn't want to quite tell people what this was for. But one thing that we noticed is that everywhere we went, those labs were run by men. Mm -hmm. Men that were asking us, like, what do you think should be in this? And we're like, uh, we don't know. Argon oil, little shea butter, like you said, little... (laughs) What else is softening? What are we using these days? And that's kind of the route that we were going to go. And something just didn't feel right. Not to mention that the rates that we got to own our own formula were astronomical and just seemed unattainable for us for something that was a big risk. Like I said, we're both moms. Eugenia is not a single mom. I am. Of course, we have grown kids, but we're still both moms. I just bought my kid to bed the other day. So we're still on the hook for things. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just kind of paused. There was a, maybe a year and a year. Or so we just kind of paused until I went on vacation with another one of our close friends and met a PhD biochemist in the jacuzzi with her family on vacation too. Wow. Visiting from Europe. And I mean, the chances of us four just being in this jacuzzi, I, I once I understood what she did for a living, I was like, can I ask you a question? And I, and I asked her and she got like, super excited. She said, Wendy, in Europe, there's lots of products like this. We're way ahead in terms of intimate skincare, sexual mm-hmm. brands. And here in the States, it's less. She was like, I know exactly what you need. I know exactly. She was like, how are you going to make this? And when I told her, you know, she didn't say this, but basically she told me we were about to make everybody's coochie fall off. Oh. So, we, so she said, we're gonna, I'm going to go back to Europe. Um, she, was the, she is the head of biochemistry um, at the lab that she oversees. And she said, I'm going to make it in my lab. And I'm going to come back in a few months with your samples. And four months later, in 2016, she came back wow. with our samples. And it was beautiful. It took us another three years to raise the money to get that done. So, yeah, to raise the money to make that to make that happen. But we did it. And so here we are. We launched in June of 2019. And here we are as mm-hmm. founders of Condition Her, um, who've grown it from zero to where we're at now. That That's amazing. And yes, what are the odds of meeting your um, chemist in the jacuzzi. That is pretty amazing. And then you had the courage to be like, can I ask you a question to see if this could be a connection there? It all worked out. It did. It was a beautiful thing. Um, She made us see immediately when I told her, oh, we're trying to soften pubic hair. She said, no, that's not what Mm -hmm. you're trying to do. So that's easy. You can do that. We'll add something. She said, Wendy, this is a health and wellness brand. Helping a woman maintain uh, pH balance is important. And it's not always something that's something that we could help with externally. People may say, well, I thought this was for the vulva. And again, folks, 
The vulva is the external part of your vagina. Vagina is the internal. It leads to the, you know, we're not doctors. These are things we've learned is the internal canal that leads to our cervix, where you put your tampons and things like that. X, everything on the outside, your lips, your clitoris, all of that is vulva. So this product is meant for that. And so what happens is everything we put on our body, on our skin, what does it do? It penetrates, it melts in, it affects. And the things, all of the lotions and the because I know y'all are down there. You're spraying your Vicky Secrets, your your body spray, your perfume. You got a hot date. What you doing real quick? You spraying in the inner thighs. You might spray right outside your underwear and don't act like you don't do it, ladies. You've all done it. Mm-hmm. And that is seeping into your skin and your skin. throwing you off. And so, From a pH standpoint and stuff. From a pH standpoint. Okay. Not to mention the chemicals that may be clogging your pores and be the same. Because mm-hmm. these are scented things. Yes. and yeah. And and there are, listen, and there is a bit, you know, most people are like, I don't want any fragrance. However, we, we do have scents that will be coming forth in our brand later, but they are natural scents. They are, natural scents. are um, they are the that she's made them. And we'll get, we'll get a bit, do a better job of explaining that. But listen, some people are super sensitive. So natural right. extract, not, mm-hmm. they are going to be sensitive to anything fragranced. So, um, that's why I guess it worked out. Even though I fought against, I wanted to release a scent and unscented at the same time. And it just didn't work out that way. So it's been great um, for us. Yeah. So talk, talk to me about how, how important it was for you to get that, that scientist and how the biochemist and how that actually changed getting clear. Cause it seems like one of the major things she did was help you get clear on what problem you were trying to solve so that she could then tailor that more specifically to the function the product was going to have. And then of course, the way you could then communicate the product. So you had been around since 2013, but really felt like the company didn't really pop off until 2019. A lot, a lot of that really was in conjunction with really getting the biochemists and a lot of things that followed. Talk to me about how getting clear shifted things for you. Gina? I think that uh, the biochemist, what she did for us is that what most experts do, right? So when you're an entrepreneur, it's really important for you to find experts, right? Yeah. Because you don't know all of this stuff. You know, you, you have an idea, but to take that idea from concept to reality, you really need to get some experts in place. And so that's what she brought to us. She bought her level of expertise. And then she also, she was a game changer for me with this idea, right? So mm-hmm. when, you know, in partnerships, there's always, you know, you have the person who has the idea, but the person with the idea can't always get the other person's buy-in, right? Yes. And so that's what she did for me. She she got my buy-in because she was able to take what Wendy was saying and give it give it the meat. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she she was able to to help us really realize what that this was much bigger than just some conditioner with a you know with a different name. You know, she mm-hmm. she helped us understand the the uh, the importance of the product and um, the real power that it could that you know the, the real the real weight of it. Like meaning that. It could be bigger than even what we were saying. And yeah. then her level of expertise, like in how, how particular she was, like she had the same type of passion, you know, about mm-hmm. her creating products that actually impact women in a powerful way, you know, in a, in a positive way. So that yeah. when she brought that, it, 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 it was a game changer. So it's what true. was the conversation Wendy had with you to, to get you to buy in? And it seems like you were a little shaky and 
our friend biochemist came through and then you were like, oh, okay, I can ride with that. I was riding, but I can roll with that. I got her buy-in before the chemist. We just knew she it was so she had something. I, she, I, she'll tell you when, when she got the buy-in. She tell but me listen, that. listen, just, just keep in mind, it was called sham pussy when it first came to you know, so, so, um, you know, that was a challenge, you know, trying to get on the, that, that was that, a challenge, that was a challenge. but she, she called me when, when, like I said, the, my first foot in the water was she called me and she goes, she was like, you know, this person that she knows and she's very close to had yeah. given her a name. And, um, mm, when she okay. told me the name condition her, I was like, that's it. And I was like, this is something different. I was like, and now, now this is something special because the yeah. name was exactly what we wanted the product to do. And yeah, it was um, careful. It felt more serious and caring than shampoo is hilarious, but maybe it'll make women <laughs> think like it's not as powerful and scientific and thoughtful, right? <laughs> like right, what it's right. doing. Right. That's Just the type of name you come up with. That's the name you come up with when you, when you're, you know, drinking and having fun. Oh yeah. I think what really, what sold me, whether Gina was sold or not, was the fact that no products existed. Mm-hmm. And I had Google extraordinaire. Yeah. Nothing existed. And nothing did exist in the United States. I did find things in Europe, uh, Latin America that were similar. And, and I could see that they had whole companies that were, were rooted in this. Um, but there was nothing there. And to be honest, there was nothing there until 30 days after we met our chemist. Wow. I, I would research every, at that point, I was researching every 30 days, doing the same Google searches. Nothing, nothing, nothing until 30 days after we met our chemist in 2016 and a brand did pop up. And they do tout themselves as being the first. Um, although they are not technically in, in making something like that, I did find something that... Uh, Someone in the porn business had tried mm. absolutely off, completely off. I could see why it didn't go anywhere, but yeah. they were thinking in the same. They were thinking yeah. in terms of conditioning pubic hairs. Mm-hmm. And so that's where, where, how we started. And so, you know, I think over time, what really actually, when, when that, the, the brand did pop up first, I almost quit. I cried. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, you thought oh, it was over. You know, imagine yeah. like feeling like you stumbled upon like, you know, gold. The, the jackpot, the gold, you know what I yeah. mean? Hidden treasure. And then all of a sudden somebody's, you know, like I got the treasure too. I got, you know, as a matter of fact, yeah. I got the treasure. We've got more money than you. We've mm. worked first deep on our team. Yeah. Um, we are Caucasian and we have a lot of resources and assets that you're really just not going to have in place for the next four years. So they have a four and a half year jump on us, even though this idea came in 2013. Yeah. But the, their product is different than ours uh, in, in the way that it's made, the type of product that it is. And so how did, how did you bounce back after seeing that? You probably I, cried your tears and what, what made you come back and say, but we still have I, something special and different. We should still A book it. I was reading. A book I was okay. reading by Adam Grant. Um, mm. I wish it was on my, I wish I could see it on my shelf back there, but um, it's called, I'm probably getting the whole title wrong, but it's um, Originals. Uh, how nonconformists, you know, change the world, something of that, but it's called original Adam Grant. And I'm a big fan um, of Malcolm Gladwell. And I stumbled upon this book. It felt very, very Malcolm Gladwell-ish. Yeah. I like Adam Grant. He's the the psychologist, right? Yes. And as a matter of fact, in doing my research, 
him and Malcolm are connected. And I think Malcolm wrote like a foreword from his books, but the whole book is about how, I mean, it was like, it was speaking to me. It was like, you don't have to be first to be like the end all be all. You just got to be better. So we may not be first. I'm actually thankful to those ladies for, you know, touting first and being on the road and getting, what did we hear something recently? Like they get all the arrows in their back from us that are like staring them down on the same (laughs) path. And so they get to make the mistakes. They've actually proved market viability for us. They're in retail, more retailers than us. Their community is a little larger. So it let, it gave us more proof that this is a thing. And when have you ever been in a, in a store and seen one product on a shelf? You know what I mean? One of thing. There are not, there's several. You get choices. Yeah. Yep. So there's niches. room for us. Mm-hmm. There's room for us. Like right now, Shantae was the only on that sun care aisle for a yeah. long time. There's others coming, you know, um, Bia Dixon was the only, you know, black there's woman in feminine care. And we're hoping to sit right alongside competing products or not. There's enough room for us. And I do think sometimes as black people, we get in this space where like, there's only room for me, you know, and that's, you know, we talk crabs in a barrel and I don't subscribe to that. And don't surround myself with people that do. There's room for us all. Um, whether you like us because you think our tube is cute or you like us because we're... The tube is fire. It really Thank is. Thank you. <laughs> Shout out to Kendra Dandy, Black woman, amazing artist. Love uh, the design. If you're on Instagram and you want to check her out, but like our... We, we, pop- we didn't hear her page. Oh, Blue, what, Blue Font? D-T-H-E-E, Blue Font. D-O-U-S-F-A-N-T-S. Really dope artist. But again, lots of differences between us. We're cream-based. The majority yes. of... There's oil based. Oh, okay. Cream, cream and oil react differently to the skin. Yes. Um, for men, for fellas out there, if you're wondering if hopefully you haven't tuned out, hopefully we've kept you entertained enough to stay locked in. But this product, men use our product. And and just so fellas know, I always pull up my notes again, because we're not doctors or scientists, but in terms of like how do men affect women's bodies, fellas, mm-hmm. all of you in these hopefully committed relationships, okay, mm-hmm. that are what do y'all call it? Shooting up the club. Or um, basically, you know, not using protection with your partner, or you're okay with, semen is alkaline, okay? And so our vaginas are acidic, really between a 3.5 and a 4.5 level of acidity. And it changes when we start our cycles, that, that, that changes, but that's what maintains it. So men throw us off. So if you have a new partner and you're not practicing safe sex and you notice got a little off scent, you know, that could be, you could have uh, interrupted your vaginal flora, fellas. You've got a new partner, or sometimes y'all have two, three, and y'all ain't talking about, but that's a whole nother podcast. Whole nother. <laughs> a whole nother podcast. But um, that little scent you smelling that you've told your homeboys is a scent. It might be, you know, you think it's pheromones. Sir, that's BV, bacteria, vaginosis. Like there's things that are there. And so men initially, when we introduced this product, would be like, okay, was it edible? They didn't really get it. Mm-hmm. But once and we, they, they started to understand pH balance. Uh, acidity, alkaline, and how that works. The aha, and they got so it. So where do the men put theirs? Right on their penis? So men use it. Men, okay. buy, men either are buying it for their partners. Okay. If their partner has bought it and they see this cute little tube and they read that it's unscented and they read, oh, it works on ingrown. So they take it and they're like, oh, they shave because they, they're shaving tier two. Mm-hmm. And they go this and they realize that it soothed the irritation after from razor burn. Mm-hmm. And those that beard and went like this, they realized that it also softened their beard. It was mm-hmm. not formula for that, but just like most products along the way, as customers start to use it in the most peculiar of ways, not that you necessarily intended it to be used that way, you it's product discovery. You learn. On our, yeah. We didn't have the term chafing. 
We didn't mm-hmm. know. Um, I was spelling chafing wrong for the longest time. There's only one F in chafing, y'all. Not two. Learn that. But we've now, in our new tubes, it's absolutely You're calling there. it out. And I read underarms, right? So we're saying underarm for chafing for ingrown hairs. That tells you anywhere there's ingrown hairs, really. Right. And also right. for underarms, which you right. can, you can get on ingrown hairs there, too. It's another yeah. sensitive private we, part for some people, yep. right? People that struggle with with eczema, um, there's some people that suffer with sebaceous cysts. Women that are post, especially postmenopausal, there are several um, conditions that cause the drying of the skin during the menopause phase. So you're drying out internally, you're also drying out externally. And there is, I don't want to get it wrong, it starts with an L, but there is a condition that we wouldn't have known about if someone didn't email us mm-hmm. and say, I'm searching for an all natural product to help with this postmenopausal skin mm-hmm. irritation. Okay. Yours. I love the ingredients and we uh, we think I, I want to try yours. And men are using it just the way we are. I, I have a, a friend who was like, listen, my boyfriend's pubes are kind of rough and he's been using my condition her. I'm going to order two tubes. So mm-hmm. and that's, you know, that's kind of where yeah, they can put it on their pubic hair as well right. and get the same benefits. Right. We we've also had a parent reach out that had a seven year old little girl who whatever was going on with her urine she um, chafed, she got a lot of redness and irritation and they had only been using um, coconut oil, which is um, very, very close. Your doctor will tell you, you can, a woman can use raw coconut oil to moisturize, but an oil just hits a little different. That on your cream, skin. like you were saying. To use, mm-hmm. They were able to use this on their seven-year-old safely. You know, like that's why a lot of times black women, we have a lotion regimen, a moisturizer. So you got your base lotion, you're going to put your lipstick on. Then you got your smell good something. Then you got a lot of women use their oil because they want the kind of shimmer shine that you feel like mm-hmm. that oil does for you. And so, yeah, one of the other features and benefits is really that you call out it being a daily moisturizer yes. so in terms of getting that habit. It might be, you know, this might be a habit people don't already have, but really calling it out to say, hey, you can use this every day safely in order to get those results. Yeah, that, that, I think and, that was also a good point. And, you know, we always tout, you know, black don't crack. Right. And um, even though it's not true, it's not true. It's not true. Well, you know, I'm 46. Right. And I always honestly, y'all don't make it look like it's not true. (laughs) You're you're not the best examples. You're really, truly not. But we're going to let you talk because you know something. Right. Right. (laughs) You know, the fountain of youth. (laughs) (laughs) But the beauty in that is that one of the things that that I I am serious about is my skincare regimen. You know, mm-hmm. as women of color, you know, SPF is important and moisture oh, yeah. is even more important um, because, yep. you know, you, you just the aging process all over your body, not just on your face, but every, mm-hmm. everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. So talk to me about some of the milestones. I would say from what I've heard, having the idea was a big one, getting that biochemist and having that really surreal moment in the jacuzzi having her work on it, what were some other milestones for you that you feel like really have brought this to life in ways that make you super excited and proud of each other? I'll start. I, uh, you know, I think just 2020 was really our first year in business. Mm-hmm. And we went in very modest. We went into that knowing this is a product we're probably going to have to give away half of our initial inventory just for the sheer fact that this is new to people. This is brand yeah. new, you know, whether they want to admit what they, listen, when people close that bathroom door, child, I don't care if that's your best friend. I don't care if you're, that used to be your lover, your partner, whatever. We don't talk about exactly what we do when we close that shower curtain or that shower door. We don't, people do a lot 
in there that you you do that, you know, and ask people like, girl, how you wash your coochie? Do you go from left to right, up and down, side to side? Just like we don't ask people. And this is what started the question. Mm. Uh, And to be honest, have you ever used your hair shampoo or conditioner on your pubes? And Mm. reactions all the time. Some people like look around to see if anybody else is like, some people will start to say, no, no, I've never done that. I've never thought about that. And then you see the person that's looking around that hasn't really said anything because they're doing it. And then until somebody else says, I done it. And they'll be like, And they're like, me too. (laughs) And they were doing it for different reasons. Some were using uh, to soften their hair, like I was, like I thought. Mm-hmm. Some were like, oh, I thought it might be adding a scent. And some were strictly using it. A lot of my white girlfriends using it in the shower as a shave cream. So they've been doing it for years. Shampoo and conditioner as a shave Yes, cream. either they're grabbing their shampoo or grabbing their hair conditioner and putting it on that area. Um, and so going into 2020 was just like, let's be modest. Let's have a very, very attainable goal. Couple tubes a day, sold. This is difficult to ask these women to add a new step to their regimen. Actually, mm-hmm. Eugenia kind of spoke to it earlier. It was the importance of having an intimate skincare regimen. Yeah, that so, word, intimate. Mm-hmm. Yes, we will have, if we get time, I'll run through our seven steps towards the end. But one of the biggest milestones last year, and I hate to say milestone, but it was, as much as it was a tragedy, was the murder of George Floyd. And the uprising, uh, the movement that it caused around the world and, and the push to support black owned businesses. Black Tuesday, hands down, changed the game for us. And I know other brands. It was the most. I know a lot of other brands too. Yeah. That was I call a, it a beautiful disaster. It was the most beautiful, uncomfortable, like heart wrenching yet mm-hmm. a time of our brand. Yeah. Here we went to praying like, Lord Jesus, please let me hear that little ding on the Shopify today. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I know we got to sell to. Me calling Gina, like, what's going on? Right. this And people from all over, celebrities, yeah, sorts of people. And then there were those, those you know, who were white women who were very, they wanted to support a Black-owned brand, but they wanted to support Black women. They were very, they were even more niche in mm-hmm. their support. And that took us, that shot us off. That um, yeah. the edge. And, you know, we, it's, it's really pushed us. And I'll say another game changer was adding our lovely publicist, Amanda, who's hopefully mm-hmm. on so listening, yeah. allowing us one game changing moment like I'd this, like to I'll, yeah. I'll throw it in, but uh, allowing us moments like this have been a game changer because it allows us to present ourselves in our own authentic voices as we look, mm-hmm. we are, uh, and our personalities. Um, and to be honest, up until that moment, we didn't reveal, we were very intentional about not revealing ourselves as a black owned brand. Yeah. Because it was not a benefit back in the day, right? It was no, no. No, I mean, hey, hey, listen, other people of other, you know, races, ethnic backgrounds are skeptical of their own, just like we are. So, you know, we weren't, you know, I don't know that white women would come to us if we weren't gynecologists or in some space. Like the the, the amount of proof we were going to have to present. And even sometimes your own, they'd be like, they don't know nothing about making no, 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 them. <laughs> yeah. They don't know nothing about that. I'm not by. Right. And you see the difference from your own friends when mm-hmm. they see your website and they see reviews from people they know you don't know they mm-hmm. go instagram and they see people from yeah. around the world leaving comments about their experience and they know you don't know them so this is someone else who's had an experience with your brand and a positive experience so much yeah. so they've taken the time and energy to talk about it to others and so you know we have we sell a lot to europe a lot to canada we do ship internationally now we ship mm-hmm. states y'all and we do have we a love lot. that 
others will share. But Eugenia, go ahead, jump in. My bad. I know. I'm I, look. I'm going all the way back. I remember go when we first way. got our we, we we got our first samples. This is before we actually had a bottle. We had just had samples, and we were testing the product to make mm-hmm. sure it worked. And I remember like after like maybe like a week, a week and a half of us actually testing our own product on ourselves, we had a call and we were like, "Girl, it works." <laughs> wait, because you're right. But wait, no, because because oh, you know what? I, it was you know like. Love I just felt like I yeah. wasn't using it every day for a moment. And I started feeling inadequate. I said, Gina, girl, are you using this every day? I said, we need to, because are we selling, yeah. a, are we out here telling these women it's going to affect their pubic hair and we done sold them, you know, a dream in a bottle. And I said, we got to be very intentional about using this with our samples, you know? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, Gina, does it, does it feel, it's not like you can be like, girl, feel this. <laughs> You know, on your own self. Like, okay, so you didn't go that far. <laughs> you know, my partner at the time was like, he, my, a new partner wasn't a big hair guy. And he was yeah. like, oh, you, you letting that grow out for your brand, huh? I was like, yes, I yes. am. To see what <laughs> yeah. to do if the thing is thanging with this brand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but to yeah, show, I'll, I'll do the little work. Uh, no, I was, go ahead. Go ahead and talk to Gina and I'll do this. I'll do this at the end. Go ahead. Yeah, to realize when it, like I said, for us to have mm-hmm. that intimate moment of just us, like I said, this is when it was still in samples, not in a bottle, in, yes. little, in, a, in little containers. And, you know, we knew that, you know, our That's goal big. was, you know, razor bumps and, and hair softening. And so, like I said, after about two weeks, we were like, oh my God, it actually worked. Oh, ooh, and but I have another one too. Go ahead. We did this. We really did this. You know, that it's like a big moment when you actually realize that you, you've done it. Yeah. Even that though, like the hair softening is one thing, but I'll tell you in that same moment, cause I know where our time is up. Um, shout out to Adara, one of our biggest fans, someone that I have not met in person mm-hmm. on Instagram. Um, Adara let me know. And she was very transparent with us and her following that she suffered from sebaceous cysts, something I hadn't mm-hmm. on her vulva. And it was something hereditary that she dealt with. And she was getting married at the time. She's on a few years now. And just now she's on baby number two. Mm-hmm. But at the time, she was about to be a new bride. And she was like, I see you keep talking about this brand that you're going to launch. And I said, oh, we just have samples. She said, can I try it? And I was like, uh-uh, girl. Like, I'm scared. Like, I don't know. She was like, just send it. I sent it to her. And a couple of days later, she called at five in the morning. She's in New York, five five thirty. She's like, this works. I've never had something indicate that it was not only going to dry out the sebaceous cyst that was trying to form, but not leave a mark. Um, Like, please hurry up and get this here. So it became like, that's when it was game changer for us, for people that actually had Mm -hmm. issues that they were dealing with. And that was another big milestone moment. That's a a big proof. Again, if you're wondering, this your little tube that, as Adara says, she's a pastor's wife. That's the V in virtue. And she says yes. that worship must go forth in the home. So we're going to keep the V. Mm. So it's cream based. So I'll do the YouTube. So you just squeeze out. I think about that much should be enough. It's very like, that's enough to cover your cover inter- area. Mm-hmm. And so I will, I'm not, I don't have underwear guys. I'm in stand just to give you a little, uh, a little show. So belly button here, right? Uh-huh. So the day after I shower, all this skin underneath belly button, all down here. Mm-hmm. All, you get on top of this bone here in yes. vulva area. So all this area down here gets conditioner. I do not okay. use, I'm a Nivea lotion girl. So I don't use my Nivea in that area. I grab my conditioner first after drying off. Yes. And it goes first, goes here right under the belly button. 
all okay. up all the way. Uh-huh. The I get, mm-hmm. Yep. I get down into the creases in here for those that shape. This is where you want it. Yeah. These, the little V here, it's going in there. And then you little bit and get your little fingers ready and get your hair. Okay. okay? Talk to her and you praise her and you tell her how wonderful she is. Yes. And Look, we got a, we got a demo over here. Yes. Okay. You got You got to talk to her. Let her know that. Thank you for still working. Yes. And, and the WAP is still whopping. And now we've got the moisturized. And so the moisturized and pH balance that so we've given you the map to the yes. WAP. Um, and as we wrap the seven steps that I mentioned, yes. lay, keep it clean. Not going to tell clean. you use. If you just use, if you use soap and water, you're just using warm water. If you're using honey pot, whatever, you know, brands that you love, um, use that. Not going to get into that for you. Okay. Your gynecologist will just tell you warm water is fine, but do you. Um, number two is you want to exfoliate, especially for mm-hmm. those who are suffering from ingrown. And that's a challenge. Um, you can go to the 99 cent store and get that little exfoliating glove. Mm-hmm. You don't want anything too rough. That skin is very thin and sensitive. Circular motions. I do it from belly button down three, four times a week. Circular soft motions on the yes. thighs everywhere. Um, I do it a little bit before, like for those that laser, you shave before you laser. So I do a little bit on those days or if it's in between little bit before shaving, I do a little bit after, and it keeps the hair, you know, ingrowns are nothing. They're getting stuck under the dry skin. Right. So a lot of times women's skin is dry and it's so thin. If you notice when you get an ingrown, it's almost like you can just pick at it to pop it up. Like the skin's mm-hmm. so thin, you just get it to pop right out. And so exfoliating mm-hmm. stops that from happening. Then number three is, step three is you're going to moisturize, of course, with Condition Her. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to moisturize with Condition Her. And that's step three, you're going to keep that Step four is, I hope I don't forget all my steps, but step four is you want to make sure you're being very particular about what you put in your body and you're watching the types of foods, Uh, heavy sugars, they they affect, you know, how our body functions. But there's lots of things you can buy at the grocery store when you're shopping every week. Strawberries. Let me get my little list out so I don't miss anything. Uh, Almonds are great. Um, They're great. Vitamin B, um, they prevent vaginitis. Almonds are great. If you don't have a nut allergy. Um, Let's see, strawberries. Strawberries have more vitamin C than oranges. And so that mm-hmm. um, helps free you from vaginal dryness, itching. Vitamin C plays a role in collagen synthesis. So that's, you know, keeping the muscle elasticity, keeping the wop whoppy. Mm-hmm. Um, cranberries, raw cranberries. Cranberries, yes. On some raw cranberry juice, not with the sugar added, not cran apple, cran rasp, cran strawberry, straight up. Yep, the nasty. For real, the bitter. <laughs> Trader Joe's for two ninety nine. Drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, try to drink a, a glass of that a day isn't bad. Um, at least several times a week. But yeah, so making sure you, that's step four, what you're putting in your body. Step five is um, go to your doctor, do your well woman. I hear a lot. I don't know what happened in the gynecology gynecology world where we only go every two, three years. I'm going every year for my well woman pap smear. Let me know what's going on. So that's five. Number six is educate yourself. There's tons of books, you know, out there um, about vagina health, new books that are written, educate yourself and those around you. And last, y'all ready? Because this is the groundbreaker. Go ahead and throw them panties out that you've had since 2008. Got us um, some fresh as, ones. <laughs> yes. You need to re-up your panty drawer. We suggest every year. So when Christmas, mm. when grandma, yeah. um, you know, your mom is asking what you want, you want new panties. So yes. take old, <laughs> like how mine get socks old. every year, you get yep. panties every year. New year, new her. Just remember yes. your new her. So you're going to. You're going to put this regimen, this seven-step regimen that we just went over. You're going to clear your panty drawer and you're going to be a lot kinder 
to your best friend um, down there, you know, and condition her is, is simply the best care for down there. And we're here to help you help her. So thank you for the time today. Really yeah. Appreciate. But before we end, I do want to make sure we get to cover next um, frontier for condition her. What can we expect from you all in the next weeks, oh. months, oh. longer than that? What, what can you share that's public that you can share what's going on? So we know to look out. We will certainly stay tuned, follow condition yes. her on social platforms. That way you will know as it's coming. But what do you, what can you share with us today? Well, so the holiday season is upon us. Um, In the next, we'll say week and a half, you can expect a new website rollout. Um, Mm -hmm. Really excited to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of just have a a, a more in line with who we are and who we've become and who we continue to to become. Um, Also, you can, um, we have, well, if you didn't notice on our site, we do sell our body kind of in brand. Girl, you'll have a pair. We have those in silver and gold. You'll see some bundles come along the way for the holiday season. But we do, I want to say this right, because we are they are very specific about the way that we share this and okay. my the blues. But one thing we're really excited about for those of you in, in um, so this will be in the new year. So in the new year, um, we will uh we're finding we're doing some things with HM this year and hoping to still be on their shelves as we move towards um 2022. And uh so in the new year, you will continue to see more bundles, more products. There is a product that we're really excited to roll out and it is eating me up not to talk about it. Gotta stay tuned. It's one of those things where it's kind of like the brand itself, how I stumbled upon. It was one of those things where I'm looking, it's like, I just got it. I was like, Gina was was probably driving her crazy last night, texting her (laughs) at midnight, like, because I'm educating myself about this new product we're going to add to the line. And I was like, Gina, I think this is it. So if somebody pop up in the next 30 days, I'm going to have a heart attack. But now you know it's not the end of the world at all. It's now not. You know. And so we we stay tuned. And, and in the new year, you will see us. Uh, 2022, we've got a lot in store. More interviews, more store locations, rolling out men's products by end of year, hoping to get into products for other family members. Um mm-hmm. And just really connecting more with our community, finding more ways to talk about them. Yeah, to sell our product is great, but honestly, just to bring opportunity and information to other women, yeah. that, you know, and have conversations that are uncomfortable and about things that we're not, we don't always talk about. Gina, anything I'm missing for for twenty? Well, you did tell us about H and M in New York. I so did. For those in New York, so we, we did that off of the podcast. But now that we're here, we want to make sure the New York folks can support you. Oh, yes. New York. We're yeah. so excited. Let me get it because they <laughs> a special way. So um, we are so blessed through um, an organization called um, buyfromablackwoman.org, which is run by the lovely and beautiful Nikki Porsche, who has just yeah. gone above and beyond for Black women. She is, what does she call herself? A champion for Black women, um, Eugenia. And yeah. she's that's why I love her already. Same thing. <laughs> Yeah, listen, for any of you looking to be very intentional, whether it's your holiday shopping or a birthday, a dog's birthday, anything, I highly suggest you visit buyfromablackwoman.org. Yes. And you can literally, it's, it's, um, it is like a, what do you call that? Um, uh, I can't think of the name. Directory. It, it, it's like a, a catalog. Girl, directory. get my words. It is a directory. So you can put in literally dog food, dog items, dog clothes, yoga, 
everything that you could think that you, especially if you're doing a wedding, if you, if you were getting married, shout out to the lucky ones getting married and sharing the bills in the next year. Mm-hmm. It's about your wedding registry, add brands that you found. Good on, idea. And honestly, we got that from our white girlfriends who wanted to be very intentional. And once we introduced them to the platform, next thing I knew they had, they were using it as a, a resource for their wedding registries, but we are thrilled to announce that condition her will be a part of the buy from a black woman holiday market presented by H and M times square. What's up, New York. I'm coming. Ooh. Uh, um, we will be there. Um, our kickoff where we, we will be in store in the times square H and M location is December 18th, I believe 10 AM to 2 PM. And there's mm-hmm. about five or six other phenomenal black women owned brands. So they'll be shopping. They'll be DJs. Um, we'll, yeah, it's just amazing. So we're excited. We will be sold in store between December 18th and January 1st to start um, looking. So shout out to Buy From A Black Woman for creating mm-hmm. community. Shout out to H&M for seeing the vision yes. to um, step to the table, especially to support black women. Um, yeah. So- what we're super duper excited about. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. And just thank you for being so generous about your story. I really wanted to make sure we get to tell it and to support you all with that. Love your backgrounds. I think there's so much encouragement around if you are uh, an employed entrepreneur, how can you still move it forward? I think one thing we learn is perhaps do it with a friend. I think many black owned businesses are solo, you know, run, run by one entrepreneur and it's just hard. And when you can do it and have fun with someone who has complementary skills, that's even better. So go find your smart friends and contribute, you know, think of an idea and find a way to do it together. Perhaps it'll go further and at least you'll have a good time doing it. Absolutely. Um, I think uh, before we are last thing before we end, and I think because you all are so, because you are, are that duo, talk to us, Eugenia, about perhaps what is the one thing you do to keep your friend, your friend, while having her as a business partner. <laughs> And maybe I'll let you both answer that. <laughs> well, um, if she wasn't my friend slash sister, I would not be in this partnership. <laughs> that ain't right. Keeping it a hundred. She tried to quit me before. Right. She, she tried me to be truthful and should be honest. Okay. Yes. So, but however, however, like the one thing about Wendy and I is that like, we like yin and yang. As you can see from our personalities, we're, yes. we're, we're definitely yin and yang. And um, I, for the last um, nine years, I worked with the two partners at my firm um, prior mm-hmm. to merging into this larger firm. Um, we were uh, a mid-sized firm. And like I said, I work in business management. So I work on the backside of entertainment and um, watching them uh, navigate their partnership that mm-hmm. has has lasted over almost 30 years. Um, I, I'd ask questions all the time. And one of the main partners, his name is Bernie. Bernie said, he was like, in a partnership, you're not always going to get along. He was like, but the beautiful thing about that is that it's not going to always be important to you. Right. Mm-hmm. He was like, he was like, so what you have to do is you have to really identify what's important to you. And those mm-hmm. are the only things that should actually become an issue. He was like, because if you make an issue of everything that you guys actually disagree on, you'll be disagreeing all the time. He's mm-hmm. like, but the only time that you should act- actually make a fuss of something is if you are really passionate and you really, really must have that. It's very, very extremely important to who you are as a person. I think that no, is when to key. pick your battles, essentially, right? Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not even just pick them, but make sure that you're picking ones that are extremely important to you. You know, I think that that's a very, very key piece 
and, and, and being able to maintain any partnership. True. That's a good, that's a good tip right there. Yeah, that's, it's a great tip. I mm-hmm. mean, we have completely, I'm extremely passionate about this. And sometimes in doing over the years, my friends that don't know me as Wendy, the businesswoman can find it very jarring when they encounter her. <laughs> the friend is, is different. I'm very passionate. I'm, yeah. I don't play with reputation. I don't play with what we're doing. And neither does Eugenia. We have completely different skill sets. Um, we almost couldn't function individually in this business. You know what I mean? In terms of like, Eugenia would definitely have the, the business plan would be set, the business formation documents, the accounting and all of that. Um, but, you know, she might struggle on the marketing side and some of the creative side or thoughts of you know, how to get it done once you've had the thought. But we think differently. I am I'm, I'm all day, ideas all day. I've been a marketer my whole life for the most part. And so I am not envious of my friends that are solopreneurs because I do see the struggle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. are the ones that have had to lend on funders. And, and although we, we are in the space to take funding and to work out that. Work I was going to ask that. Yeah. Process. And I'm not, I'm not a techie and I'm not a money girl. So as soon as they start talking numbers and money, I just get dizzy and I can just be like, Gina, you know what I mean? Because you what, have the accounting background. What Gina. that mean? You know? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. She also is a techie. So when it comes, I mean, even working on our website this week, she can go on the back end. She can code. She knows coding and all of that. And I'll be like, child, we going to but you know i it's it's just i think at the end of the day gina is my sister her children are my niece and nephews not by blood just by you know they say you choose your family and i Mm -hmm. we absolutely have chosen each other um uh and it's just like that with all of our friends i had i had one of my close friends just pass away um -hmm. um, shout out to my bestie sunshine sorry to hear that yeah her youngest daughter didn't realize i wasn't her real aunt and that and as you know as much as you know console her it made me feel really good. And it made me know that we've done a good job in mm-hmm. guiding our children. And so again, opportunities like this um, mean the world to us. Um, we thank you and your community for listening with us and following us. We'd love a follow on Absolutely. our Instagram. And that's just everywhere. Condition her everywhere at condition her dot, um, on Insta, TikTok. We're getting to the TikToks, y'all. You know, <laughs> That's where the 40s start showing, where we were like, we got to do the what and the what now? The tick and the, <laughs> and the talk. Uh, yes. You know, that's how you show your age. I we feel like the- Wendy would be perfect for it. Especially I'm like, we're on the Facebook. After creating Sean Pussy, like, I think it's a perfect, <laughs> it's a perfect space for you to have fun. You know, when you get in your mid-40s, you got to put the in front of it so they know you. We own the Facebooks. We own the TikToks, <laughs> the Instagrams. We right. own the Twitters. We own all of them. All, uh, all of them. Yeah. We also want to give back. Um we, um, to black on shelf. And so anyone, as you're listening or watching, um, use the code at any time on our site, black on shelf. And it will right. Thank 20% you. 20% off of yes! whatever you put in your cart. Okay. So they gave um, us a discount. So buy more than one. Okay. Go ahead and get that. <laughs> Go ahead and gift it. Okay. It will be available all 2022. Love that. As uh, immediately after this recording. And so, yes, happy to do it and happy to be here. Thank you you so much. All host, by the way. Uh, Thank you. So we always end the podcast with what does it mean for you to be black on shelf? So I'd love to hear each of you guys' answer on that. What does it mean to be black on shelf for you? To be black on shelf. It's almost indescribable. I, when I, when we sat in H&M the first time, uh, through buy from a black woman through a a special program, they did a one-off program. It wasn't a term thing. I cried. 
It is so affirming to be black on shelf is the most affirming, the most, I knew, I knew what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. No, the most, yeah. you know, it's completion, whether it goes your way or not being black on shelf means being seen, being mm-hmm. heard and putting ourselves in a position to be supported, not only by our community, by, uh, by those that is, is first and foremost to us, but, um, being black on shelf means that it's giving us the opportunity to do just that support to create generational wealth for ourselves, our families, and our community. And it means the world to us. Um, Gina, anything else? Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. What it means to me is it means pull, um, pull while, while you climb. That's yes. what it means to me. Um, I think one of the things that you learn as you climb the, climb the corporate ladder is that you know who you are. Like when you're black, that's part of who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you take it everywhere you go, whether or not you want to or not. And in this journey of entrepreneurship and the things that we've learned along the way, I can honestly say that Wendy and I have been very intentional about pulling while we climb. So as we learn something, as we grow, we have literally been intentional about reaching back and sharing that information. And I think that the more of us that get on these shelves, we need to be very intentional about pulling a few more up on that shelf with us. Definitely. We just love you all. <laughs> Here to stay. You know? We can't wait to come back when we launch this new product. Because oh, definitely come back. To, and keep there's some posting. things we're going to need to debunk for women because I think they'll know about this, but there's some things we're going to need to set straight on and why we are so excited about bringing this product to market for women to see oh, yeah. uh, intimate skincare and the importance of health and wellness for women. So we can't wait. Oh, we can't wait with you. And definitely looking forward to your success with H&M and hoping that grows into all that you would love it and that other retailers come on by that are a great fit yes. for you. So we are yes. celebrating with you. Super excited. Thank you all for coming. We really appreciate you coming here today. For joining us on the Black on Shelf podcast, visit our website, blackonshelf.com, and subscribe to the show on platforms including Apple Podcast, Spotify, and YouTube so you never miss an episode. You can also follow us on social media at Black on Shelf. If you are a founder or expert or want to recommend someone interested in being on the show, complete the Boss Podcast request form using the link in the show notes or on our website. If you love the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to bring you inspiring episodes. Finally, if you want more of all things Black on Shelf, join our Boss LinkedIn community to stay connected with other listeners, entrepreneurs, and experts. I want to grow the Boss fam and I'd love to stay connected with you. Thanks again for listening. All right, catch you next time.